Okay, good morning. And um, I know Sponella will be adjusting things as I'm speaking. Um, and so I, I trust I will become nicer to listen to when it's already becoming. So I am Jenny, uh, and it is a privilege to, to head up His People Church with my husband, well, he's their head, uh, but for us to lead in this space and just welcome this morning and it's a privilege for me to share the word with you and what I'm bringing this morning is I'm wanting the word of God to speak into your life and into your heart and so we are going to be doing a lot of Bible reading today and and I trust that you are good with that uh, and and so what I the what what I'm wanting us to talk through and and work through today is Psalm 139, and this psalm is a psalm that has been one of my pillar scriptures, scripture passages in my life from as long as I can remember really from when I was already a child uh, I have my my Bible that I got when I was a child and this scripture this psalm is uh, is highlighted there are notes written in my 13 year old writing on the sides of it um, this scripture has really has really impacted my soul and I've, I've come back to it again and again and I have in this in this week I was hearing the Lord I, I just suddenly heard the Lord speaking and saying I am stripping everything away I'm stripping everything away and I had a picture in my mind of like a, uh, a plant a stem and everything stripped except the stem and, and I was a little disturbed by that but I, the, the song that has been in my head all week is strip everything away till all I have is you Lord strip everything away till all I have is you and and I just felt like this is a psalm that has been a life pillar to me. And so if you strip a lot of who I am away, this is one of the things that stands. And my relationship, who God is to me, and who he says that I am. And this psalm, my heart is that it, it would really bring strength to you today and that it would remind you of who God has called you and made you to be. Because God is shaking the idols of the nations. Don't know if you've noticed. <laughs> God is shaking the world. He is shaking the nations and the idols, the things that the nations are trusting in. But he is shaking the idols of the individuals as well. And 
today I'm wanting to I'm wanting to ask us what are we holding on to are you holding on to some idols or in that shaking are you allowing God to shake off the things that are going to desert you or do desert you even things like friends or the affirmation of other people and he is saying he is he is removing our obstacles and um, I was I am part of a a an executive or a smaller team of prophetic leaders in our every nation family um, nationally and and we met last week uh, online and there were a couple of uh, each person was sharing what are you sensing the Lord is doing or what is happening in your environment and so often it's about sharing about we're doing this and it's so amazing and this is what's happening in our space and etc and and last Friday each person was sharing like their sense of what God is doing and the one the one guy said that he felt like God is just taking us or was reminding him about the very basics of our lives that when we come into a trauma there are four checks like if you come to an accident scene uh, Jono I may need you to help me with with remembering these but when you come to an accident scene there are four checks that a first aider or a a person comes and does and and speaks to if a person's been in an accident and there are four questions that they ask one is who are you okay and it's a thing of of asking um, do they are they cognitively away able to answer and know their name who are you um, I what else what are they Jono okay 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 I think I'm I'm speaking a, a something slightly different but who are you something about what can you hear me you know can you hear me um, where are you and and this guy was saying he's feeling like God is the basics come back to who are you identity who are you in this time what are you hearing what are you listening to what who are you listening to where are you are you lost are you losing your way in the shaking and the the things that are around another person shared and it just it just was resonating with what I was hearing as well and um, someone one of the ministers from Rosebank said there is such a heartbeat of trauma at the moment but which heartbeat are we tapping into are we allowing God to shape us in the trauma that we are experiencing and that we are hearing and doing and and participating in all around and having done to us are we allowing God to shape us in the trauma or are we allowing the trauma to shape us 
How is our identity looking in this time? And I don't know about you, but I, <laughs> I, I'm like, Lord, I feel like I'm losing things. Not, not physical things, but I feel like quite often I'm, that sense of God ground me. Help me to be grounded. Lord, I don't want to lose ground that I've gained in my life. And in this time of these years that I, I, I'm like, am I, I'm questioning things that I, I knew I was strong in. And now I'm questioning whether I actually am strong in those anymore. So my question is, was I actually strong in them? Was that actually who I was? Or is God allowing a shaking to show me that I'm, I'm thinking I'm strong in my faith? Okay, now, now I, I do think I'm strong in my faith. But on those cold, dark nights where the enemy starts going, Aah! and you don't feel very spiritual and you don't feel very strong, and you can be doubting your belief in God. And God is shaking us. He's shaking our identity. And so are we allowing, are we open to God? Is our heart available for God to, to turn around and to remake and strengthen and build who He knows that He's made us to be? And that we're turning, we're stripping away, we're allowing him to strip everything away that is not his, that is not him, that is not going to stand the tests. Um, and uh, even in the church, are we here because it's nice to be here and people are friendly within church? Or are we here because God has called us? Because he is saying, this is the mandate that I've got on your life. And together we are going to bring his kingdom. And I want to invest my life to disciple others. And not just to be receiving for myself, but to be actually impacting and making a difference. And turning other people, helping and saying, God, I want to partner with you to turn other people's lives around. And, and saying, God, I'm wanting to worship you for you, Lord, not for what I can get from you. Um, this, uh, just before I got up to, to minister, um, One sent me a, a WhatsApp message. Just She was feeling like the Lord saying something, and it, it, it just lines, just fills lines so well. One just said, Psalm, Psalm 24, So wake up, you living gateways. Lift up your heads, you doorways of eternity. Family, God, this scripture is not talking about physical doors out there or someone else. We, if you are a believer and you serve God, you have God inside of you. You are a doorway of eternity. And he's saying, so wake up, you living gateways. We are a gateway for other people to hear about God.
for other people to get life. Lift up your heads, you doorways of eternity. Welcome the King of glory, for he is about to come through you. God is about to come through you. But we need to have our doors open and be willing and available for him to come through us to bring his life and his blessing to others. And how do we do that? It's as we embrace who he's made us to be and partner with him about who he's made us to be and not with the enemy. And, and One said there is a sense that God has removed obstacles or is removing obstacles, cultural, our upbringing, our familial obstacles. He is removing those things to people's identity, their real identity, who they are in him. And I see a people emerging where these obstacles have been removed. Amen. Can I can I ask, can we just quickly bow our heads and just pray and say, Lord God, Lord God, please remove the obstacles in my life so I can be who you have made me to be. Amen. Amen and amen. So I want to go to to Psalm 139 and um, and I've just put up a just a breakdown a little breakdown of of the psalm and uh, just looking into the the different sections and and I'm going to work through each of them and so the first part verse 1 to 6 is God is omniscient which means that he is all-knowing okay now I like words and omni means all and skio is Latin I studied Latin at school <laughs> skio is to know and so I'm like oh, that's such a nice word omniscient omniscient <laughs> God is all-knowing and the the um, the goodness that that the reassurance that that brings and if you sense or are feeling nervous at the thought that God knows everything about you then note that because that's not the way it should be and God is wanting to take away some lies from you today and say I'm wanting to to bring reassurance through the fact that I know you. Verse 7 to 12, God is omnipresent. He is everywhere. And God is everywhere, but he is separate to creation. So he is present everywhere, but he is not. Creation is separate to God. Okay, there's some, there's some that get, uh, have a wrong concept that then creation is God. We don't worship creation. God created creation to bring him glory and to sustain us. So God is everywhere, but he is not, um, 
he is not, creation is separate to him. Verse 13 to 16, God is our creator. He has made us, and we'll look through that a little bit. Verse 17 to 22, God knows me. God thinks about me. He has thoughts towards me. He, he is thinking positive things about you all the time. And he knows your circumstance. And then finally, God examined me. And I'm wanting us to, to look through and, and walk through this. And as I say, I trust that you are happy to come with me. So let's go to verse 1 to verse 4, first of all. And I have put up two translations of the Bible because one of the things is when you're studying the Word is it's really helpful to look at uh, different translations uh, and, and to be able to expand our understanding of the original Greek and to be able to get a fuller idea and a picture of what God is saying through, through that. And so I've just put up uh, the NIV and the Passion Translation. And it starts with verse 1. Oh Lord, you have searched me and you know me. The Passion says, Lord, you know everything there is to know about me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. And just, just going there, you know when I sit and when I rise. I, that, just looking there, that, that, just right there, you have searched me and you know me. Lord, I am intimately known by you. I am intimately known by you. You accept me just as I am. You know me. I don't even know whether I'm going to sit up or whether now I'm going to get up and go and make coffee. But God knows me. He knows you that well. He sees you. He is walking with you. He knows you that well. But you know when I sit and when I rise. With that, it is, it's, just as simple as sitting and standing up. But I was also like, Lord, you know when I am tired. And I want to just in my soul that I am sitting. And I'm just, oh God, I don't want to rise. I, I don't feel like getting up and having vomit and standing and, and speaking vision and being all um, inspiring and all the rest of it. God, you know me. You know when I'm feeling tired and I'm just blah. <laughs> he knows that. He knows those parts. He knows when we're sitting and when I'm rising emotionally as well. And I was just putting that. Verse 2 in the Passion. You perceive every movement of my heart and soul. Your. How my soul is. My soul is my... Um, my mind, my will, my emotions. You understand my every thought before it even enters my mind. God is, 
he is speaking about the thought pathways. In our, in our minds, we have pathways that our thoughts track on and go on. And those come because of that's the way we habitually think. He knows those thought pathways that we have been building in our minds. And he says, I'm, I'm there with you. Verse 3 and 4, you discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you know it completely, Lord. You know it completely, Lord. This part of you discern my going out and my lying down, you are familiar with all my ways. It's again, your mannerisms, the way you do things. Just, I want to invite you, just think of, think of your friend for a moment. Think of, uh, think of your husband or wife if you're married. And think of their mannerisms. What's unique about them? I mean, yes, they're a guy or a girl. Yes, they are 25 or whatever. Um, but what, is, what are their mannerisms? You are familiar with all my ways. Those little things that are just so part of that person when you get to know them. The value of knowing someone deeper or more intimately is you know their mannerisms. You know how they look or what they do. That you are familiar with all my ways. And God knows you that way. And he loves that about you. He is so intimately aware of us. He knows every step of us, our journey, before it even begins. That is just incredible. That is how much he loves you. That is how much he knows about you. That is how much he knows about what is going on in our world at the moment. Verse 5 and 6. I love the way that the Passion Translation speaks into this. It says, you've gone into my future to prepare the way. And in kindness, you follow behind me to spare me from the harm of my past. You impart a blessing to me. And I just, that has been such a, such a source of, of life and encouragement for me in the, in the thinking about it is that uh, there is so much pain that so many of us are carrying from our past. And, and it says, uh, the, the psalmist here is speaking about how God is wanting to spare us from the harm of our past. He has gone, he's gone into our past. And for so many of us, we are carrying baggage. We have got hooks in our souls. We have got hooks holding us. If you can see like a, a, a hook in us and a, and a strong rope that is tied to some barriers, to a wall, 
to some pain, to some wounds. And there are hooks in our souls because of our past. And God is saying, I spare you from the harm of your past. But it is only as we say, God, yes, I allow you to take off the hooks out of my soul and, and allow you to let me go from that. I want to ask, can we just even just pause right now? And let's just ask Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, you, let me, let me pray, but you agree with me. Holy Spirit, you know, you say that you spare us from the harm of our past. And you know our past. It says you hem us in, you have been there in our behind, in our past. And so Holy Spirit, please show me now, where is one hook that is harming me from the past? I invite you just to listen to him and allow him to show you that hook or what it is. And you might feel some pain might feel some emotion, but that's okay. Let's just bring that hook to him. And Jesus, I thank you that you are powerful and that you died so that we can be spared from the harm of our past. So Jesus, please will you unhook this hook in me right now. And Jesus, please show each person how you are doing that. And I invite you just to sense. Or maybe you'll see a picture of him doing that. Just say, Jesus, I let go. Yes, that's right. Let's say it aloud. Jesus, I let go of this hook. I forgive. And he says, verse 5, you hear me in behind and before, or in the Passion Translation, you've gone into my future to prepare the way. And so he goes ahead of us. He's gone to prepare it already for us. So, whew, as I look at next month, he's already there. He's already ahead in my time. He's already gone ahead. Verse 6, he says, This is too wonderful, deep and incomprehensible. 
too lofty for me to understand. But as, he, as we see that he understands, it brings us wonder and strength. It brings us strength. Amen. It's going on. To God is everywhere. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. We can't get away from God's presence. We can't get away from him. He is there. And it goes, it goes on, verse 11 and 12, um, and this just meditating on these different parts of heaven. If I go up to heaven, if I go down to Sheol or to the place of the dead, if we go where we are really, really sick, is God there or is he not there? He is there. Where death is wanting to overtake, but God is there. He is present. There is so much testimony of there are countless testimonies of people who are on their deathbeds but they are serving God and 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 love they have served God they love God and and they just such a presence of God there with them and 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 a sense of him taking them leading them into eternity with them with him and God is there Verse 11 uh, and verse 12 speak about it's impossible to disappear from you or to ask the darkness to hide me. For your presence is everywhere, bringing light into my night. And, and these, these scriptures, these verses describe uh, can describe how you would be feeling if you are feeling depressed. If you are feeling down and, and just the darkness, darkness hide me. And when there are pictures of, of people who, uh, when we're feeling depressed, you just, you don't want to get out of bed. You don't want to open the curtains because it's, 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 you feel safer, you want, like darkness, hide me, cover me, I just want to crawl into a hole and be away. But God says, I am there, even there. It's impossible to hide from you, Lord. And that can be scary if you're seeing God as a God who is judging you, and a God who is um, measuring, asking you to measure up, and, and he's saying, and you feel like he's saying you don't measure up. But that is not our God. That is not who God is to you. God is saying, I am coming to you even in the darkness. Even in the place where 
it is so dark and it seems so helpless and so hopeless and he is saying I am there I am walking with you in that space and I will make that space into a space of light and he's wanting to use us to um, to speak and to bring that light to people um, that darkness is not a, is, isn't dark to God they're the same to him because there is no darkness in him and so in this place of of that sense of of depression of of thoughts of suicide and feeling so alone the enemy wants to tell you that that is true but it's not true because God is there and I I have a couple of friends who have walked with family members that have experienced depression and thoughts of suicide to the point of them not being safe to be alone in their own homes and them needing to hide knives and and um, and things medication uh, just simple panada and etc and it is easy for us it can be easy to have the sense of as a church that how can you want to do that but that is not the heart of our God he goes he is there with you he understands he knows he knows he knows how our, our um, physical uh, chemical balances can become all awry so that you're not knowing the truth and your physical body is lining up with the destruction that the devil's wanting to bring instead of your body lining up with the light and with life and wholeness and the right endorphins and etc but God knows that and he doesn't judge that and he wants to come alongside and pull you and say I'm coming with you in the pit to help you to walk out of the pit and to give us grace to help those I want to move on to verse 13 um, 13 and and the parts of God is our creator he has made us he makes us beautifully so verse 13 you formed my innermost being shaping my delicate inside and my intricate outside and wove them all together in my mother's womb I thank you God for making me so wonderfully complex everything you do is marvelously breathtaking it simply amazes me to think about it how thoroughly you know me Lord in the NIV it speaks I praise you God because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made uh, Lucinda just go to the next slide I just want to um, I'm just thinking okay just go back uh, so so as the psalmist is looking at himself looking at how incredibly he has been formed how incredibly he has been put what is his response to God he worships worships God he praises God he lifts God up who we are our identity our how we look 
It is such a story. It is such a testimony of the greatness of God Almighty. How indescribably He's created us. How beautifully He's made us. And He has shaped us that way. And in the Message Bible it says, I thank you, high God, you are breathtaking. That as we look at ourselves, we are seeing, we are made in the image of Creator God, of Almighty God. And as we look at ourselves, we should be looking and saying, God, you are beautiful. You are incredible. I want you to just look around at your neighbor quickly and then just praise God and tell God how amazingly incredible and awesome he is, how glorious he is. So you're looking at them, but you're worshiping God. Worship God. You are almighty God. God, you are so glorious. You are so beautiful, God. You are so creative. You are so clever. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. And, and this is a truth, friends. It is a truth that one of the key, probably the key goal of the demonic is to destroy and to twist and to mess up our image of ourselves because the devil is hates the picture of God the devil is going after the image of God in the world and if he can get you to not believe that you are beautiful then he is distorting what God looks like to the world because we represent the world and so the demonic is going after, the, the enemy is wanting to destroy us. The demonic is going after God's image in people. And so every day we are needing to know and to see that there is spiritual warfare that we need to do around who we are. Because the enemy is going after the image of God in you. And so how much are you partnering with the enemy destroying the image of God in you? This is how God has made us. You can go to the next slide, Lucinda. You formed every bone in my body. Stop fixating on how big your, how much your nose stands out. God made that bone to be like that. <laughs> God didn't just make it when you were a baby in the womb and then you were beautifully and wonderfully made. He knows how we've been being made through our lives. So when we are 40 and 50 and our ears are growing and growing and our noses are growing bigger and our hair is getting gray and whatever, He's made us. He knows all the changes in our bodies and in our souls. 
and this speaks about our physical bodies but he doesn't just know us he didn't just put us together in our physical bodies he put together our our history he he put together what family am i part of who were my parents who were my grandparents he put together the experiences that they have had in their worlds that feed into who i am and some of us may be like but god that's not fair because i've come from a really rough background and god is like i i know where you are i know that that is part of your history but will you partner with the trauma of your family or will you partner with who God is making you to be through the trauma because perhaps he is calling you to be to to bring out and bring about redemption in your family to bring a renewing and a re restoration because God loves all our family lines but the devil hates all our family lines and the devil is seeking to steal from all of us and will we blame God for the bad stuff that's happened in our family or will we blame the one who's really responsible the enemy and not partner with him not go to the sangomas and our ancestors to go and get how can we please them and come in line with them and continue their evil schemes that they have got for us but rather partner with god almighty who wants to set you free from the the um the strategies of the enemy on our families and so uh, the enemy hates that we are made in the image of God and he is going after it and God is saying he's wanting to set us free he is wanting to set us free the the Jesus the enormity of the power of God in Mark chapter 5 there's uh, the story of a man who was so demon possessed and he was his identity was completely different and when Jesus asked him what is your name the demons answered we are legion he didn't even he couldn't even answer a name he didn't even have an identity for himself anymore because the enemy had so twisted and so robbed and so stolen from him but that man was um, is was a man with God's plan God had a plan for him God made him in God's image but yet he was uh, uh, he uh, the enemy had so twisted it and messed it up that he he was so destroyed but yet Jesus came and set him free completely and and took him to be in his right mind sitting at the feet of Jesus centered and and going from that experience with Jesus uh, knowing who he was he he went and told everyone about him uh, you saw who you created me to be before I became me God's plan the number of days in the book that he's written of your life let's go on and and I'm nearly done. Every single moment you are thinking of me. How precious and wonderful to consider that you cherish me. 
constantly in your every thought. God is thinking good thoughts about you. More than the grains of sand on the seashore, and that's why I chose my background here, of the sand on the seashore. That is how much God is thinking of you. And so if you're wanting to hear, Lord, how, are, how do you see me? What are you seeing of me? God is not, God doesn't just think. God speaks. And what happened when God spoke at the beginning of creation? What happened? The world was created. It said God spoke and the world came into being. God is still speaking. And what is coming into, what is happening in your world? What is being fashioned in your world with your thoughts, with your feelings, with your emotions, with your plans, with your dreams? He is speaking and will we partner with what he is speaking and say, God, I want to walk in that speaking? Or is it, it's like it's going over our heads and we're not partnering with it. But if we will tap in, just like a, a TV um, satellite, if we will just tune in, we can pick up some of what he's speaking over us and our hearts can go, yes, Lord, I agree with that. I partner with that. And it can change lies that the enemy is bringing over our lives. He is with us every morning. And verse 19, going on to the next slide, verse 19 to 22 has typically been a, a part of the psalm, when I would read it, uh, well, for much of my life, I read the psalm and I get to verse 19 to 22. I'm like, Lord, why do you put that in the psalm? You're talking all this nice stuff about how you've made me, how you've, how you've uh, put me together and stuff. And then suddenly, it's, it's like David is calling for hell and brimstone, etc. On, on these people around him. And, and just recently, I've just been feeling like God showing me part of this is that God knows me and he knows my circumstances. He knows the stuff that is coming at me. But he doesn't just clear the path away from us all on our own and so we have a happy, comfortable life the whole time. If that happens... If he did that, we would be so fat and lazy and useless. But he, here, the psalmist is partnering with God. And he is praying and he is saying, God, I see the wickedness. And he's saying, I don't want to be like that. God, I hate those who hate you, Lord. And David here is rising up on the inside and saying, I will not partner with wickedness. I will not allow hatred to come near me. I will not let my heart go to the place where I am I'm behaving like an enemy of God. And, and I was just like, who is our enemy? The Bible says, that we do not warfare against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. And so as we are reading these verses, it's saying, God, come and wipe away. We are warfaring over our identity. 
We are warfaring over the demonic and the lies and the wounds that the enemy is seeking to partner with in our lives and to take and to twist who he's made us to be and our concept of who he is to us in our lives. And saying, God, can you see? I despise that. I don't want to be that. I don't want to partner with that. And so, how are you in the warfaring over your own life? How are you in the warfaring on speaking? I'm not going to be part of these things. I'm not going to click on those buttons that are not good for me to look at. I'm going to say, go away, you bloodthirsty demons that are after my blood. Go away. I have no part of you. I'm going to speak to them. Amen. And then verse 23 and 24. It is, this is a prayer, and as I say, the heart from when I was young, I have prayed this. These, these verses. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. And David is praying this after just meditating on and seeing the wicked. But you know that each of us have the propensity, each of us have the ability to become these bloodthirsty men, these men that are enemies of God, these women that despise God. We each can go there. And, and as David thinks about, I can become that. I can be that person. I might look all nice and good and holy here in church on a Sunday. But am I these, this person on a Tuesday when things are not going my way and people are are not doing what I want. Am I like this? And so it re results in David saying, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Lord, show me. Teach me. The Passion Translation is quite powerful. Examine me through and through. Find out everything that may be hidden within me. Put me to the test and sift through all my anxious care. So it's interesting to me that my anxious cares are things that God is wanting us to allow him to highlight. Because anxious cares can take us on a path that is sin, that is a path of evil. Verse 24, see if there is any path of pain I'm walking on and lead me back to your glorious everlasting ways. So when I'm walking on a path of pain and I'm tempted to step onto or to partner with that, it, it leads me to a place that is away from God so often. And he's saying, lead me back to you, Lord. Lead me back to you. And just a couple of questions as a, as a question for you. When was the last time you went to God for a spiritual checkup? Now we go to our physical doctors periodically. Can I, uh, I need a checkup just as my heart working, is this right, is my cholesterol right, etc. When was the last time you went to God for a spiritual checkup? 
When was the last time you asked God to perform heart surgery on you? When was the last time you asked God to remove anything from your life which shouldn't be there? And when have and and have you come to God and said, God, I don't know you, though you know me so well. I don't really know you. And he's longing to know us. He is longing to know you. He's longing to have a personal relationship with you. And I'm just going to ask Jacques, just, I want us to just pray. And I want to give you an opportunity if you have not, if you do not know this God that knows you so well, that you come to him and bring and, and allow him to turn your heart around. You mind if we... we hope you've enjoyed this message. For more information, please visit our website at www.hispeoplepmb.co.za and for more of our messages, visit our YouTube and SoundCloud channels as well as other podcast platforms. If you would like to contact us, please email us at hispeoplepmb at gmail.com or send a message to 061-452-0877. To join us for in-person services, visit us at 154 Burkett Road, Scottsville, Peter Maritzburg. We hope to see you soon. God bless you.